Well, welcome to Hughes from the Heart. I'm Spencer Hughes coming at you from the very muggy Hughes Forest in Mason County, Washington. I don't like how muggy it is. I did some weed whacking earlier and I almost keeled over of a heart attack. I hadn't even started the thing and I almost died. It's so muggy. It's so sticky. I'm dripping sweat. I'm a mess. So what do I do? I pour myself from a bottle of red wine that I opened up, which is making me sweat even more. So I think I'm going to call this segment maybe Red Wine Rendezvous. And I've got uh, people that I know chatting with me and people I don't know. I happen to know are... uh, friend here, Jeff. We used to work in uh, retail together. I won't say where because um, you know he's still kind of in the business and I don't want people like harassing him and stuff. So if I tell you where he works, some weirdo is going to hear this podcast somewhere and then go harass him at his work. So we don't want that. But Jeff, good to talk with you, man. How have you been? I, I've been good. I've been good. My, my niece turned one uh, a couple wow. of weeks ago. Wow. That's been, yeah. How's it feel to be an yeah, uncle? And, I remember uh, I, when she was I, born. I, yeah, I I love it. I love it. It's great because you, you get all of the you get all the best parts of it. I've gotten to I've gotten to hear her say some of her first words. I've gotten to watch her start to start to take baby steps, but not quite not quite there yet. And it's been a year, and I have not changed a single diaper. Wait, how have you gotten away with that? I mean, even as an uncle, shouldn't you have cleaned it, changed the diaper by now? Well, well, I I. I I got out of it by I never mentioned it before but I feel like I mean maybe if maybe if somebody hears me in my house somebody have shot myself in the foot here but uh, <laughs> I mean it works wait wait so how did you get I don't get it how did you get around it like if there's a poopy diaper uh, and you're uh, playing uh, with her what do you do a hot potato just just hand off real quick oh man oh man I think she's starting to poop here you go gosh wait it's funny because my wife Sarah said that's when she knew that I loved her when I changed my youngest stepson's diaper and he had some big big diapers you know what I mean and we were just Oh, kind of friends man. at the time and then you know and she goes wow wow this guy's really something if he's changing his diaper so it's a sign of things <laughs> i don't know sign of what <laughs> i don't know but anyway how, so how's life been um we haven't talked really since the pandemic you and i worked together and then things kind of hit the fan real fast didn't they and then people started getting yeah. laid off and furloughed and put on different schedules and i changed jobs and Things started hitting the fan, and I remember I was standing right there at work. You may have been there, and that's when uh, Inslee said he was shutting down all the restaurants and bars, and I thought, God, this is so surreal. I can't believe this is happening. And So how have you been, man? How's life been during, you know, since late March until now, which is late August? You know, and and it was weird. Uh, uh, Had I not played Dungeons & Dragons with my friends every Tuesday, I would not have known what day of the week it was. Oh, man. I mean, honestly. Um, <laughs> so how did you do that? Were you, you know, was we, this before the we, mask mandate and stuff? I mean, were you guys socially distanced, or is this before they even told us to be socially distanced? We we did it over uh, over internet. Oh wow, wow! I didn't know you could do that kind of Dungeons and Dragons over the internet. It's very similar. Whenever we need like a complicated map or something, you just open up Microsoft Whiteboard, have everybody connect, and you can screw with it in there. It it was weird adjusting to it. Wow, that's interesting. I've never seen anybody do that. Well, that's good. Yeah, a lot of people have socially isolated the point where they're kind of losing their minds, you know. Um, I was kind of losing mine. I was laid off. I started my new job, right, at the car lot. Three days later, I got laid off. And then when I was calling back to get back to work, it was a whole new, are you ready for this? It's a whole new management team. The people who hired me left. Jeez. So I, I didn't even know what to do at that point. I go, do I even have a job to come back to? It was so stressful, man. Um, it was nice connecting with the family because, as you know, I, I work like 17, 18-hour days at that point and never saw my family. Oh, yeah. And then I was home all the time, and I was driving them batty just being home all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, I I got furloughed. My, my brother and his wife got furloughed. The only person that was still actively doing any work was my dad, who was working from home. Because we, we moved out to a to a big 
compound house. We uh, all all just bought a giant like five thousand square foot house and all live in one place now. That's what we were thinking of doing. How's that working out? Uh, it works. You you got to make sure that everybody has their own space every once in a while because <laughs> if it, like if you're always button elbows, it's just not going to be a good time. It's funny you say that. I might have to pick your but brain on was... that because we're thinking we've often thought of with my in laws because they're they, they're living with us now. They have a big huge like 50 foot rv that's on our property they want to sell that mm. and they want to buy a home here but the market in in mason county is very tight there's not very many houses available at any given time but they're looking but we've often thought about do we want to pack up and move again would it be it'd be kind of nice to not just have yeah. them 10 15 minutes away but all live you know as you know i have a lot of kids and stuff and, and four of them are still at home have like a compound type thing that's pretty that's pretty cool now how many of you are there in this five thousand square feet so there is my my mother, my father, my brother, his wife, uh, my niece, and myself. So about six of us. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what there are of us. Plus, well, plus my in-laws, that's eight. Um, but we were eight back in California when we had the other two kids with us at home, too. But that's a that's a nice amount of square footage. Um, we were eight oh, and yeah. 3,300 square feet, and we were killing each other. So 5,000 sounds like a good amount of distance. Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, everybody has their own rooms, of course, and then there's a... There's a living room on the main floor and there's a living room on the second floor and it it'll, it allows a decent level of separation. It works. Wow. So you had no problem with the whole s- social distancing thing because um, you guys were all kind of in your own space anyway, I guess, huh? Yeah, it was. It was. It was that you know the only the only difficult one was by my little brother. Now, how old uh, is he? he? He moved out. Uh, he is 21. Uh, he's a little bit younger than I am. He moved out in uh, August of last year. Okay. And it was weird because then it became difficult to go see him because everything was going on. Right, right. Yeah, it's just been so surreal. It it really has been. And and I think a lot of people just don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah, it was weird. I got into this routine where I was working, I was walking 30, because I was doing the radio show from home from 4 a.m. to 10 a.m., right? And then I was laid off from the other job, which I just started. So I had the rest of the day just trying to keep from going crazy you know and i'd get a lot of stuff done around the house but i was walking so much just in our woods and on our road i was walking uh on my fitbit 36 miles a week on average and it was crazy how much i was walking i lost all this weight and then of course you know i gained it back a lot of it and um it was just very weird to like just be kind of walking around and then people walking once in a while on the road it's pretty rural so we don't run into too many people but you see people and you're like oh my gosh what if i what if i have to sneeze what if i have to cough oh my god and everybody's so paranoid of each other. And, and and you know, you say that, I, I have allergies. I'm allergic to tree pollen. I'm allergic to grass pollen. I'm allergic to dust. Wow. So you're already, is that considered immuno, is that a considered, allergies like that are considered immune compromised or not really? Not, not really. Um, it's, it's something that like, when, whenever I've gotten like a, when I've, when I've gotten sick in the past, it, that they don't really combine. It's a different, it's a very different kind of sick, but it was, but it was interesting for about those for about those two weeks after after coronavirus hit the news and everybody was talking about it, before anything happened, you know, the, the air conditioning would come on for the first time that day at work and, uh, and you know, the dust would fall and I'd sneeze a couple times. And I could, and, and in those two weeks, I could feel every person within like 20 yards of me hear me sneeze and just look at me. And it's like, calm down. We're okay. It's so crazy. Like now when you're sick, it has to be coronavirus. Like you can't just be sick. Oh, like, people yeah. have gotten sick for millions of years, but now it must be you've got coronavirus. And it's, I don't yeah. like the paranoia. I don't like it. I know it's serious. I'm not belittling it, but my God, I said this at the first month into it, Jeff, that the fear of this thing is far worse than the thing itself. I mean, 
I mean, people are driving themselves crazy. They're driving themselves crazy. I I agree through and through there. We in in the in the little over a month and a half that I've been back to work, the amount of those conversations that I've had have just been bizarre. Now, what kind of conversations? People who are afraid, or people who are not afraid, or a little bit of everybody? I bet. I, I would say I would say a little bit of everybody. Um, I I would say you you see the extreme of both ends more often than anything else. I have had people come in and like while we're while we're talking to them, they like pull out their phone and they're trying to show me videos of like this is why wearing a mask is not necessary. And I'm like, man, I don't have an opinion on this. This is a store policy. But, this mask is conditional to my employment. Uh, that drives me nuts. It drives me nuts when people get mad at uh, my our oldest daughter. She's a manager of a, a grocery chain in California, and people give her a hard time. They give the employees a hard time. They're not the ones, you know. Oh yeah. It's the ownership, or it's the the state that's doing it. You know, a lot of times it's yeah. the governor doing it. And we just had you know a primary the other day, and people couldn't go out and vote, and you know get get pissed off at the ballot box but don't get mad at the people like you or the people who are just you know working in a store or retail or a restaurant i mean people are getting angry at all the wrong people yeah i i, I had a lady i had a lady uh i want to say like the like the second week i was back uh start talking to me and and starts asking me all these political questions and i go like i'm like ma'am i can't i can't answer that and she goes just just like yeah of course you can't answer that because people just don't educate themselves so like no 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 i'm at work I cannot answer your question. I am at work. I do not talk about politics at work. What are you noticing out there? Are people, is this bringing out more of the ugliness in people or is it bringing out more of the kindness in people? Because I know that retail customers can be, I, mean, I could say this now because I'm not in retail. You have to be careful maybe, but uh, people can be difficult. They go in there and sometimes they're very entitled and they think, you know, the whole world revolves around them. And I know the mantra in, in retail is the customer's always right, which I hated because the customer sometimes is completely wrong and irrational and crazy. Oh, yeah. But is it bringing out the best in people or the worst in people, you think, on average? I am inclined to answer both because in the month and a half that I've been back at work, I have experienced some of the worst clients that I've ever worked with. Oh, man. In, in, I, I've, I've been doing retail work since I was you know, 16 working at a grocery store. And I, I have I have had, in this last month and a half, some of the worst people I've ever spoken to, but at the same time, some of the best. Because I, I, I have had, on multiple occasions, people that will come in that are super understanding of... You know, I, I, I've, had, I've had people tell me, I understand your job is way more difficult right now than it normally is, so please take your time, whatever it takes. I am not in a rush. Do whatever you need to do. Sure. And, and we have had these incredible client experiences because people are willing to work with us like that and it's polarizing because i i go into work every morning and i'm just i don't know what i don't know what to expect i don't know if i'm going to get screamed at by somebody or if i'm going to have one of the nicest people i've ever i've ever talked to work with me i we had a uh i had a lady just the other day actually that uh worked worked with us like constantly saying I, I'm not in a rush, no rush, don't worry. I understand that, like, you're a man down today. You're the only person here. I understand that wholly. Take your time. Hmm. I came here with no preconceived notion of getting this done quickly. That's While great. I was working with her, she, she asked what my favorite restaurant in town was. I thought, you know what, it's like it's like almost 5 o'clock. She's, she's planning on staying in town for a couple hours. She wants to go eat dinner somewhere. And then, and then she buys us a gift card for this restaurant and comes back. Wow. And it's like, run to that. You That's know, and, and of nice. course, it, I, I work in retail. You worked in retail. You know that, you know, the whole, oh, I can't accept this. Yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. 
And and so, you know, I'm like, I, I really can't accept this. Let me get a manager. I got a manager. Manager comes over. Hey, we really can't accept this. And she goes, okay, I know that you guys cannot officially accept this. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to leave it right here. Sets it on the <laughs> counter and then, like, scoots it off the counter towards us onto the floor. And I'm going to leave. And you guys can do whatever you want with it. And then just leaves. Just bails. And... And then I'm told by management, okay, you you insisted that you couldn't take it. The client insisted you can have it now. Yeah, sure. Wonderful. Yeah, at some point, I mean, what are you going to do, throw it away, right? You're not yeah, like, that. like at, the, there is, you know, I, I remember the first time, the first time I ever had to turn down a tip at work, it hurt me. Because oh, yeah, because you're working so hard, I, I, you know? I, I, well, and, and, and it wasn't even that. I, I was working at a, I was 16 years old, working at a, at a grocery store, and this guy comes in. And he's like, hey, man, all, all I need like is I need pellets for my barbecue. I broke my arm last week. I cannot lift the bag of pellets. Could you could you load it in my car for, for me? Oh, yeah, 100%. I carry it out to his car, put it in the back of the truck, load all of his groceries, whatever. The guy tries to hand me a $20 tip wow. for, for walking 20 feet and putting a, and wow. putting a bag of, of charcoal in his truck. And I have to tell him no. And it... And it and it hurt. Yeah, God, that's you a know, lot. I was, I, was, you know, I was making eleven dollars an hour. Like, oh yeah. I mean, hell, that that was. Oh, that's why I wanted to. I wanted to take it so bad, but you know, at the end of the day, it's just not worth. It's not worth the 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 grief from management for it. Oh yeah, yeah, no. Wow. Well, I'm glad things are working out, man. I'm glad things. It looks like we're getting kind of on the other side of this. Think things are going to get better yeah, here sooner than later, and I just want normalcy again. You know, I just. This is going to be like a lot of other things. It scared us when it was happening. And then in hindsight, we look back and we go, yeah, we got through it. It killed a lot of people, you know, and it's sad that it did. And we don't want this to ever happen again, but we know it will. And it'll kill a whole bunch more people yeah. the next time too. And then life goes on and people keep having babies and people keep getting jobs and losing jobs and getting married and moving on and, and life just goes on, you know? Exactly. No matter no matter what happens, we as people have to keep moving forward. Yeah. No, no matter what direction, you know, my forward differs from somebody else's forward dramatically. But but you have to keep going toward what you're what you're going for sure. in life. You know, I, I I was I was furloughed for almost four months. Wow! And in that four months, I studied. I got I got an IT certification. Oh, that's great, was, man! While I was out, because I, because I was I was for four months getting paid to stay at home. I mean, that's the and, best thing that could have happened out of that. A lot of people just you know. Sure, it's fun to, to binge the Netflix, but you did something that changed your life for the better after all this is over, too. I mean, that's going to stay with you forever. I mean, that's that's a very smart decision you made. I am a rock-solid believer in that if, if you don't like your current situation in life, whether it's, oh, I want to lose weight, whether it's, oh, I hate my job, no matter what it is, if you are not doing something about it, then you're not doing anything. If, no, absolutely. You know, if you're, if you're going to complain about something, then do something about it. If you hate where you're at, then move. Yeah, you're right. You either change it or like th things like your height, you can't change. Things like your weight, you can, right? Things like uh, your eye color, I guess you can get contacts and even change that. But there's certain things you have to kind of accept uh, and say, I can't change this, okay? This is what I am. This is my ethnicity. This is my name. This is, you know, who I am. But a lot, most of the things we, we have control over. We could do whatever we want. Exactly. And and the and the journey of self-discovery is ongoing. That is in 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 my opinion just part of the human experience that that we learn more about ourselves the the more we do something oh yeah and and during during quarantine i i tried really to embrace that like like when when you think of yourself in your head what do you see and and how does that differ from what 
from what you are currently, where where you see yourself as versus where you are currently, and and how do you bridge that gap? Very inspiring, my friend. I'm glad we chatted today, and uh, I'm glad we touched base. I know we're friends on Facebook and stuff, but life gets in the way sometimes. And and I uh, I felt bad because when I left, a lot of people were leaving, and then a lot of people were being laid off, and it felt like, and I'm sure a lot of people can attest to this in, in all occupations and, and fields of life, that we didn't get a proper goodbye. Just like you know, my son graduated high school in California, he didn't get a proper graduation. And I feel like yeah. under regular circumstances, we all would have gone and had some pie or some beer or something. And yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? It was just very strange. So the way everybody kind of parted was really weird. And some people came back and some people never did. And some people moved on and some people couldn't afford to, you know, stay furloughed that long and jump ship and went somewhere else and did something better for themselves. But it was just a very weird transition. But I'm glad we're still in touch, man. And uh, I always admired your, your work ethic and your sense of humor and you always put up with my joke, so that was uh, half the battle right there. Uh, well, you know, you, <laughs> at, at, at some point you got to laugh or cry, and laughing laughing is uh, easier in a public setting. <laughs> so. It really is. Well, well, I appreciate you, man. You're a good friend, and uh, you take it easy, okay? And we'll we'll be in touch. Thanks yeah, for coming on too. the podcast here. Well, hey, you have a good one. Okay, you too.